I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm joined this week by Robert McDaniel, a certified Spartan training coach, and Bob is not your ordinary Spartan racer. He actually didn't start running until his 40s, Uh, And much, much later in life, didn't start picking up obstacle course racing and Spartan racing. The guy has finished multiple events at first place in his division and now trains a number of aspiring Spartan racers in the DFW area. I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode, and it's always that great reminder that age is just a number, not a limit. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm joined with Robert McDaniel, a certified Spartan SGX and SOS coach. Robert, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Uh, so we got connected through Julian Placino of the Pathways to Success podcast that we both have had the pleasure to be on. You actually trained Julian. He was your first client. Before we kind of dive into that journey, I love the fact that you didn't start running until your 40s. So one, how did you get into running that later in life instead of late in life? And what kind of athletic experience, sports, anything did you do growing up? You know, I wrestled in high school for just really a semester um, because I just kind of want to get in shape, so to speak. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just join the wrestling team to um, to work out. And then the coach says, uh, well, McDaniel, uh, we don't have anybody at the 145 weight class, so you're it. <laughs> No, Coach, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I just, I just came here to work out so I could be in better shape. I didn't want to, like, wrestle. <laughs> he says, no. He says, you're here. You're going to wrestle 145. <laughs> we have a match in two weeks or whatever. So I wrestled in high school for, like, uh, for the fall. I guess it was the fall of whatever year that was, and uh, like from September through through the end of January because I graduated in January. Um, and then I didn't. You know, I really didn't do a whole lot of anything until um, um, I, I was I was at work, and um, one of the ladies at work says, uh, "Hey, McDaniel, you want to run a marathon with us?" And I looked at her like, you know, she had a third eye, and I'm thinking, "Why? Why would you want to run 26.2 miles?" She says, "Oh, come on, it'll be fun. I'm going to get a bunch of people here from work, and we're going to do it, and we're going to have a tent, and we're going to have a massage person there after the race." And she said, "Come on, it'll be fun." <laughs> So we all trained together, and uh, so we ran the LA Marathon in '93. And um, I'm laying on the table afterwards, and she says to me, "Her name's Maria." Maria says to me, "So hey, McDaniel, you know it would really be fun." And I'm thinking nothing is fun right now. You know, we just ran 26 miles, four hours and 42 minutes later, and she says to me, "We should run New York this year." Then we could say we ran New York and uh, L.A. and New York in the same year. L.A. was in March, I think. Um, New York was in, like, November. And I'm looking at her. I'm thinking, I'm dying here. You know, I'm lying on this table, and I I can't even think. I, I just want to get off the table and try to get home. And she says she's already making the next race. So she talks me into it. So we and several other people, we fly to New York and we do the New York marathon in November of that year. And then she says, so you went from 
nothing 20s, 30s to two marathons in the same year? Three. Because Three. Because we, we did one in December. We did the Western <laughs> Hemisphere, which is the oldest marathon in the country. Nobody knows about it because I don't even know if it's in effect anymore. But it was really one of the first marathons in Culver. I think it's in Culver City, California. So Marie says, you know what? Since we've already run to New York and we're already trained, we've already done our 26 miles. You're supposed to do 26 like a month before your race so your body knows what you're going to go through. And she says, let's, let's go ahead and run California in December. Okay, fine. So we run California in December. So that first year I did three. <laughs> um, the years following, thank you to Maria, uh, I did um, 15 marathons in five years. I did six in one year, and I did two in one month. And that's all because of Maria. Wow. And so all marathons, you never got into the triathlon, other stuff until no, you I branched can't swim. Up. I can't swim. That's I sink. <laughs> in fact, I can run a marathon, but if you put me in a pool and tell me to swim one length of the pool, I'm like gassed out at the end. And people tell me that's just breathing. That's just you have to get used to the breathing and the and the stroking of it all and the and the you just have to get used to it. And I get in there and it's just like I don't know if I panic or what it is, but swimming one 25 yard or whatever 25 meter whatever that is, I'm dying at the end. And I don't, I can't, I don't know. So all this running and you eventually transitioned into obstacle course mud runs with your son, right? But that wasn't until 2012. And how old were you in 2012? Um, 60, um, 64. 64, your first obstacle courses. Awesome. Okay, so how did that whole thing? Well, start? he he bought, he he did one in December, November, uh, uh, December two thousand and eleven with um, uh, with his girlfriend at the time, and he did he did it was actually the world championships in Glenrose, the uh, Spartan race there, and um, he showed me pictures of it. and It's like, oh gee, that looks like fun, you know. And I'm kind of being facetious and whatever because it was cold and miserable out that day. It was in December, and. Uh, so him and the girlfriend buy me a registration for Christmas. And I'm thinking, gee, I just said that literally looks like fun. I just, I probably didn't put enough emphasis on looks like. <laughs> and uh, so he bought me the uh, the registration. So we did our first one together uh, in 2012, which was Austin Sprint. And I, I, I made it through. I finished first of my age group. I finished without any burpees. And after that, it was like I was so stoked and especially doing it with him. I mean, to be honest with you, doing it with him was just like like magic to me. We, we all stuck together till the very end. Um, but um, that was that was it. And he says to me, Dad, you know, if you do the three races in one year, one calendar year, you can get a special medal, the trifecta medal. Really? Oh. So I went to, um, I did the uh, Super in, in Mid-Atlantic in August of 2012, and then I came back to do the Beast in December 2012. And that was my first trifecta. I've got four more after that, and you know, that's 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 how it all got started. Multiple marathons, multiple Spartan races. Your first year getting into it. <laughs> go big or go home. I love it. So, a lot of people in the obstacle course mud run space, they kind of have their allegiance to different brands and races. I'm curious what has drawn you to Spartan. Over the other ones, say a Tough Mudder, and if you've ever done those. I haven't done the other ones. I'm so, um, God, it's almost like I'm loyal to Spartan. I mean, everything to me is, is Spartan-related. Um, uh, 
when we got to the very first race, I noticed how organized everything was. You can go there without any kind of anybody telling you what to do or whatever, and you'll know exactly what you have to do. The volunteers are awesome. The, the staff is incredible. Uh, I, I, they're just amazing people and how they all get together. And even when you're out on the course, other participants other runners or other racers along with me everybody helps each other don't you never have to feel like you're out there alone and i've run races by myself i've never felt i was out there if i'm having trouble on a wall uh in the earlier years you know somebody was there to take my feet and throw me over so it's just to me they're amazing people um everything they stand for the, the whole thing when you go through the xgx coaching seminars and the training of that there's um uh, the seven principles of, of spartan racing and all. it just and they're they're just an amazing group everybody from headquarters in boston to the local coaches to the uh, people who show for the races so on that note you mentioned about the coaching and certification you got you were certified coach you train people for their spartan racing at what point did you decide you wanted to go that route, that that was a passion to help others uh, succeed in that sport? And, and what was that process like? Well, I, I said to my son, who has a uh, exercise and sports science degree from Texas Tech, uh, I'm sorry, from uh, Texas State. And I said, so Brian, you know, they have this coaching thing and he's all Spartan as well. It's like, you should, you should think about, you know, getting your certification and going out and coaching and whatever. Oh, I don't know, Dad. I don't want to do it by myself. Okay, <laughs> Roped fine. in my, again. My eyes are rolling at this point. I'm thinking, okay, fine. How about if I do it with you? Well, okay. So he and I do it together. And uh, that was in 2013, December. And um, it was down in Austin. And one of the guys from Spartan headquarters, uh, Joe Di Stefano, came down to do um, – he was our leader at the time. This is the first time I met Joe. And uh, just an amazing, amazing human being. Just, I mean, he, he's a great coach. He's a great friend. He's a great person. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of Joe. He's, he's amazing. Uh, so anyways, he was our coach, and uh, we went through the two-day uh, seminar. And, and, and uh, you know, sometimes we'd have uh, classes. Um, you know, he'd be throwing stuff up there on the wall about just exercise science and all that, which for me, because I'm not certified in that area, uh, but I am a medical guy background, I understood some of it, but really I had to learn a lot more about it. And, um, you know, over the, over the two-day thing, a lot, of, a lot of information in my brain. There was about 12 of us, I think, in class. And, um, and then you study, take the test, and uh, if you pass, you get your certification, and that was in February. And then uh, Julian showed up probably in March or April or so, and he was my first client. That's awesome. And so how many clients have you trained since then? Probably upwards 50, 60, something like that. I had actually, I was thinking just the other day, I probably had 12 to 15 at the, at the, um, at the race in Glen Rose, either the Beast or the Sprint. And I was trying to think of all my, all the ones that I know that were there, and there may be some that even that were there that I don't know. But there was probably about 15 there. But I would I would say, you know, I get a lot of one timers, and then I get the kind that um, uh, maybe once a month or so they'll need a tune up or a kick in the butt to get off the couch. And I got one lady now that I am just I know she can do this, 
And she wrote me a note today saying, well, you know, I'm trying to do it after work. And by the time I get home and take the dogs out and feed them and then make something to eat and then make it digest, I'm sitting on the couch and I just don't want to get up and do anything. And she was, I just read that like in the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, I want to get her so bad because this is somebody that I know she can do it. I know she can do it. I just need to get her um, motivated from within. Um, I wrote her a note a couple of weeks ago. I said, so how are you doing any running? She says, well, I got new running shoes and I'm hopefully that's going to, you know, do it. And I wrote her back and I said, the shoes aren't the motivating factor. It's what's inside. Get going. So I think I'm going to have to, I mean, I don't want to, I, I just know she can do it. And I just, I'm passionate now to get her. This is my goal now is to get her off the couch. You know, this is like, my, I'm zeroing in on this person. And I, this is my, I'm going to get you off the couch and I'm going to get you at a race. Well, I mean, I love that because right before we hopped on, we were talking about one of your clients you just recently ran with and they had talked just some of the, the self-talk they'd had going into it of, I don't know if I can do this. Is this going to be hard? Whatever. And then when they finished, it was like, I'm so glad I did that. It was almost like they had this newfound strength and, and power that they already had the whole time. They just hadn't unlocked it or realized that they had it. Yeah. Yeah, she was great too. I mean, we ran it, we ran it together, and um, you know, even on the whole way down there, which is a two-hour drive from here down to Glen Rose, Sarah's in the car wondering, "Oh my, I don't think I can do this. Why did I sign up for this?" And um, you know, I even told her at the very beginning when we started doing this, Sarah, you need to start doing ninety burpees a day, like we had talked about in a day, like thirty in the morning, thirty at lunch, and thirty you know in the evening. It won't take you more than five minutes each time probably and eventually i want you to get that within an hour and a half get that get those 90 burpees within an hour and a half because that's how long we're going to be out there or longer and i want your body to know what it's like because we're probably going to fail three obstacles or you are and she did sometimes she'd get up the obstacle and she'd just go ahead and start doing her burpee because she knew she didn't want to waste time she had somebody at work that she she knew that was started with us and she and somewhere in the middle of the race she says we got to beat them all of a sudden this this competitiveness fire came out of her eyes and she said we need to beat them and it's like okay let's go <laughs> and all of a sudden there was this energy that she didn't show at the beginning of the race where she was just kind of trudging along and, and she kept moving. You know, there was no walking. There was no standing, no sitting. I mean, Sarah was like in a, in a zone to beat this, her boss, I think it was, um, at, at the race. So she, she, she had this whole new um, uh, goal now. So it was pretty cool. Was that, would you say that's been the most rewarding part oh, of absolutely. your coaching? Not even, not even close to anything. See, the, now that I got Sarah out there, now my next reward is going to get this so, other person off the couch. That would be like so wonderful for her and and really good good for me but I'm, I'm in it for for her to get her off the couch so outside of the coaching because i know we discussed you you still run quite a few you run a lot with your clients yeah. to help them succeed through yeah. the race from your own standpoint especially when you started what was your biggest challenge from a mental standpoint with the racing and a physical standpoint failing just failing just going out there and failing but when you see other people doing these races that are in a lot worse shape than you are um paraplegics quads guys carrying out other guys on their back i mean some of these some of these other racers going through this are just like at least i have all my parts i should i should not be bitching and moaning about this i should be out there 
helping anybody I can through this. And seeing these other racers in a lot worse shape than I am, uh, that just, it, it just, it, it pushes me out there. I mean, that, it's emotional for me because I, I've seen these guys and being ex-military, it's just like, it's just, it's just heartwarming. That's awesome. I, I I saw that uh patch on your backpack and and was curious about that especially knowing the history within Spartan Race and a lot of what they've done uh to promote veterans and especially those who have come back um amputees things like that that have completed those races. I think it's really awesome to see the community that they've built within that and and the support because yeah, I mean you see someone out there doing something. I mean, I know when I was active in CrossFit. Like you would see videos of, of people and there's a, a young woman. She's Kate's probably 14 now battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And there's videos of her still doing her burpees, still doing her workouts, even through the midst of, of going through chemo. And you're just like, and yeah. why am I saying, yeah, why am exactly. I complaining about a few burpees? Like yep. if they're going to do this, like I need to be doing this and be thankful for the health and body I have to do it. Right. And, and, Back in 2012 and 11 and maybe even the 13, Spartan used to have uh, on YouTube a video of the race. Any race you, you were running or that you wanted to know about, they would have maybe a three or four minute video, maybe five or six, about, about the race. But they would, they would focus on the elites, obviously, but they would take one person of the open and focus on them for their personal um, reason for doing this. And I remember when I ran Utah, the beast, there was a little girl there was probably about 14 years old, 15 years old. Her dad had just passed away from uh, prostate cancer and she was a young girl. So he wasn't that old. Yeah. And she was doing this, r- raising money for prostate research, cancer research. And it's like, oh, well, how cool is that? You know, and there's other people that have run these races. If you look back at those old videos, um, and I don't think Spartan does them anymore. And I, and I guess they have so many races now they can't. But those, those videos on YouTube about the races and about the people running them were really a lot of motivation for me that I shouldn't be complaining. And, Dude, I, that's awesome. and I don't. I still worry about races, but I, <laughs> but I don't complain anymore. What is the hardest race you've ever done? Um, uh, probably the beast last year in 2014, I got, I got 12, 13, 14 and 15. So it must've been the beast 2015 when we had that flood here, um, because the ter- terrain was so soaked. I mean, you had mud cakes around your feet, oh. you know, the size of, um, cement blocks because it was so mushy and gushy um that was and the terrain in general the utah beast was hot and dry uh we were in park city at what eight thousand feet or whatever it is and that was hard because we were going up so steep that i actually had to hold on tree branches to pull myself up so if you go up obviously you have to come down and you're doing a lot of sidestepping. So that was a hard race, but it was burpee-free, and it was my fastest beast. So in another sense, that was okay. I could handle that. But but the beast, you know, really the weather, the terrain, I mean, those are all major obstacles in, in, in racing. So we talked briefly that you also just recently have started in the last year, started your own business. Right. Uh, how has the mindsets and things you've taken from Spartan Racing 
helped you in that world or vice versa? Um, you know, it's really the, the mindset is everything because if you don't have a good thought going into it, uh, you try to get rid of those negative thoughts. The, 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 the consulting business was, well, I don't say easy, but it, it was kind of, because I've done it for 45 years. I mean, it's, it's not that hard. I mean, I know what I'm doing. Um, on the racing side, I mean, I, let's put it this way. When I'm consulting, I'm sitting in a hospital with a suit and tie on, you know, um, in an air condition, talking with people or whatever, and uh, uh, Spartan stuff, you're outside getting beat up. So <laughs> it's a completely different different scenario. But uh, um, it, it really is your mindset going into it. Awesome. What uh? So it just I love asking guests like, do you have books, podcasts, anything that you love diving into to help mental toughness, your mindset, or just apply throughout life? Oh, you know, um, uh, SealFit has um, Mark. Uh, I'm drawing blank on Mark's last name, um, but anyway, SealFit does um, uh, but does mind mind strength um, things, and um, and they're very good at that. So uh, he's the next Seal. So, you know, all of that kind of mind play stuff. But um, I think over the years, again, when you see these people worse off than I am, it, the mindset just like goes into a different different mode. So. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Dude, this has been, this has been fun. I, I love the fact that you didn't start running until when most people are already starting to consider retirement and golf and not really doing a whole lot else oh, we, we do golf too <laughs> you do golf too but you took on and you i mean you get after these spartan races and obviously just talking you when's your next one uh well the next one i'm signed up for is june for the spartan for the uh, stadium race because i'm moving this spring and i'm not sure when i'm moving so i've got to kind of let wait until we find out when the house closing is and if if i can work around i'll go to austin if i can't then it'll be um um the stadium race here in um, in Dallas, and then you know if I can get off and everything settle on with the house move and the movement and everything, maybe I'll do a, a destination race. But uh, right now, this year is kind of iffy just because of all that stuff going on. But you're still training people, still oh, yeah. have plenty of clients. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so if if somebody wants to reach out and find you, if they want to, they're like, you know, I've always talked about doing these races. I need to sign up and get a coach or get help. How can they get in touch with you? Um, I have my website here at Spartan Up. DFW at gmail.com and uh, just send me a note and I'll be happy to get back to you. And um, I do an assessment with people at the very, very start. So if you're, if you're calling me and you want to, you want to see where you are, what we'll do is we'll do about 25 movements. We'll warm up to 25 movements. We'll find out what your goals are. You know, do you want to do like trifectas? Do you want to do the beast first? Do you want to do the stadium race first? Um, and then we're going to do about 25 movements to see where your strengths and weaknesses are. You know, grip, core, running, um, anything to do so that you can start working on that. And then if you want to come back and, you know, we'll get together weekly, monthly, however you want to do it, then we can do that up for an hour or whatever you have time for. If you just want to know what your weaknesses are, I will tell you. I send them back an email with everything that we did. I gave them their baselines on how long they planked, how long they did dead hangs, how long they did hella holds, just all that information so they know if they want to work on their self and not spend any money to help have a coach, then fine. Here's all the information you need. Now, go out and work out 
and you have the information to see how much better you're getting, how long your hollow holes are, how long your your dead hangs are, how long your planking is, blah 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 blah. So they 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 will have everything they need to know. Dude, Robert, that's awesome. We'll link to all that in the show notes. If you're local to DFW, you'll have a chance to reach out to him. Even if you're not, uh, you should definitely reach out to Robert and say hi. Thank you so incredibly much for my, being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. To connect with the show, visit us at betterthanyesterdaypodcast.com. Do you want to leave us a note, provide feedback, or just get in touch with the team? You can do so by leaving us a review on iTunes. Yes, we do actually read them. Contacting us through our website or emailing the show at podcast at competeveryday.com. To connect with our team, you can find us at Compete Every Day on any social media channel. Or connect with me directly on Instagram as at life is worth competing for or Twitter, Jake underscore T4. I appreciate you tuning in and investing some time into our show. So until I see you back again next week, keep competing. <laughs>